You are beautiful. You are worthy. Your dreams were put on your heart for a reason. No matter what anyone else might think of you for following them. So stand up, stand tall, and stand proud. You were made to shine. Hello, everyone. How are we doing? I had a little tickle in my throat. My apologies. I am, if you could see me right now, I mean, good Lord almighty. If you could see me right now, I am currently, I was um, told by my phenomenal chiropractor that I might have overdone it on the running. And so might potentially have a stress fracture, which is never fun. I um, am sitting, my foot is literally in a bucket of water and there's these little wires. I swear, I feel like every time someone pictures someone recording a podcast episode, they're imagining this super professional setup and they're imagining like the the cute headphones and the cute fluffy white and pink matching pillows on a chair and all this cute stuff. And I am like in my bathrobe with a bucket my foot is in with wires attached called a microcurrent to help heal this potential stress fracture. So with that, I hope that gives you confidence in knowing that truly, truly, there's never a perfect time to record a podcast episode. And when the Spirit of God calls you to just speak it out, you just got to do it even if your foot's in a bucket with wires attached to it. How was our week? Did we have a good week? I feel like sometimes we are so busy checking in on so many other people we haven't necessarily checked in on ourselves. So just take it. Take this second. Take this second. You guys, this week um, was a tough week. It was a tough week for me. And I think a lot of it was because I was exhausted. I was busy. I was busier than I've been in a while between my corporate career and then I have a course launching, hashtag the option dropping on Monday. Tons of info on that on my Instagram as well as I'll be recording a snippet for more information after this. Um, But with all of that, have you ever had those days where you just feel like you got a lot done but you don't feel like you got a lot done? And you realize it's not necessarily because you didn't physically check off a lot of lists on your to-do list. It's more so because there's not an amount of things you can get done to kind of quiet that voice in your head that says you didn't do enough. And when you kind of really dig down deep into why, it's not because you didn't do enough. It's because you're trying to feel like you are enough. Have you ever felt that? Have you ever had those days where you're just, you're going and you're going and you're going and you, it's like you've gotten so much done, but your heart just won't stop racing. And you're like, why, why don't I feel accomplished? And you realize it's because everything you're doing out there is you basically trying to feel good enough in here. I am, you can't see me, but pointing to your heart. But when you try to define a God-given worth on man-made metrics, you will always left 
you will always be left feeling unsatisfied and you will always be left feeling like you didn't do enough. It's like eating empty calories. You're trying to get full from Crapton Crunch and that's not gonna fill you up because they're empty calories. So I've been going to therapy now for about two months and I'm a big proponent of therapy. I really am. I have been a big proponent of it my whole life. I think, I know for a lot of people, it's it's an expense, it's an investment. You know, it's like a lot of people don't have the financial means for therapy and you guys better help. This is not an ad, but a lot of people that I listen to, they've recommended better help. People, some of my mentors have recommended better help. It's amazing. Um, it's, it's 24 hour access to your therapist whenever you need them, when you can do video chat, you can text, you can call. Cause I understand there's levels of anxiety out there where you don't want to get on a video with someone. So this would be perfect for you if that's the case. But regardless, if you're someone that you're struggling with just feeling enough, trying to work for your worth, I would recommend looking into a therapist. And that's a something of mine I have been trying to address my entire life is this almost compulsion I feel to perform for love and perform for worth and for value and for feeling good enough. And in one of our conversations recently, and the reason I share this is, is because I feel like this will also set some of you free. I, I feel like that's something God, I feel like, gives everybody specific gifts. And a gift he's given me, which has always also been an Achilles heel for me, is I always try to find the lesson that I learned in a situation to thus help someone else through their situation or their version of a similar situation. It's why I get so much fulfillment out of writing and doing a podcast because I'm like, okay, I guarantee if I'm feeling this way, I bet my bottom dollar I'm not the only one that's felt this way. And so if you have ever felt like you have had to perform for worth your life or achieve your way to love, that's the bucket I fall in. And it's by no fault of the world. It is by this kind of internal conditioning that I have experienced. I think just from sports growing up and from just being part of a very high achieving family, I always felt like I had to perform and to perform and to perform and to achieve and to achieve and achieve to be seen and to be loved. And sometimes maybe you're like me, I put that into my relationship with God. When I, when the doctor told me I might have a stress fracture, I was so pissed off. I was so pissed off. I didn't want to talk to God. I was so upset. Someone who physical movement for me is such an integral part of my life. I was so mad. And some of you, you have things in your life that you were just so mad that God let them happen. Like you don't want to talk to God. You're like, I'm ticked right now. I don't want to talk to you, God. Like I'm upset you let this happen right? You've been there. Maybe it was someone broke up with you. Maybe it was someone stole money from you. Maybe it's your best friend got the relationship that you were praying to get in. Maybe someone received that donation or that, that finance backing that you have been expecting and praying for. And what I realized this week is I felt so bad the entire week when I was like praying, but didn't want to be. And I was telling myself this story that like God loves me less this week because 
I didn't really want to talk to him. And if you've ever felt that way, if you've ever felt like God loves me less because I didn't go to church this week, God loves me less because I didn't say my prayers, God loves me less because I was mean to that person, I just want to remind you what the Holy Spirit slapped me in the face with is that God's constant. His love for us is constant. He chose us before we even knew who we were, before the world knew who we were. Hebrews 13.5 says, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. He will never leave. We are inconsistent, but he's not. So regardless of what we do, he's still there. And something that I realized this week talking through my therapist is that my whole life, I had no problem accepting how much God loved me. I didn't. I I believe, I believe that God loves me because scripture talks about it. Scripture talks about how he loves us. And, you know, Joshua 1.3, I will give you every place where you set your foot, right? Like he loves us so much. He has a plan for us. He has, he gives us hope. He gives us a future. He gives us all these things. Like I had no problem believing that he loved me. And I had no problem loving myself because I know he loved me and made me. But this week I was asked the question, do you think God likes you? And it knocked me to my core. Have you ever had a question asked to you and it actually like, it took your breath away because you were like, holy crap. That was me. Do you think God likes you? And what I realized is how I had been living this whole time is with this belief that God loves me, but almost like a, he loves me because he has to, because of his covenant. And he doesn't waver from covenant, right? His covenant is to never leave us. His covenant is those who believe in Christ Jesus, like, we will always be connected to him. That's his covenant. It's like a contract he can't back out of. And I think how I've looked at God is, is this one that will never leave me, that will always love me, but without even really putting it this way, it was because he had to. And so how I loved myself is because I had to. And I think that's why looking back, I am always so hard on myself. And you guys know what I'm talking about because I know you're hard on yourself too. We are our biggest critic. We are the ones that in the back of our mind, we're like, you can't do that. You're not smart enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not charming enough. You're not outgoing enough. You don't have the stamina. You don't have the endurance. You don't have the, the, the it factor. You don't have the spark. You don't have the fire. You don't have it. You don't have it. We're so critical. We, we, we judge everything we do as cringy. We judge everything we do as not living up to the standards of the world. We judge everything we do as inadequate. Because maybe you're like me in that you, you love yourself, but you don't like yourself. Those are two very different things. To love yourself and to like yourself. To love and I literally am just now looking this up on dictionary, 
It is a feeling of deep affection. To feel a deep affection for. To like, let's see. To like means to signify an appreciation for. To signify an appreciation for. Isn't that interesting? A deep affection to signify an appreciation. See, I think that maybe you're like me and that it's easier to accept that God loves you. But I think we forget that God also likes you. He likes you. He likes me. The parts of me that I think are weird and cringy and different and annoying and other people probably do too. He likes me. He likes you. He likes the part of you that is fearful sometimes. He likes the part of you that he made that you would probably change. He likes the fact that your hair gets frizzy. He likes the fact that sometimes you don't think you could do something and then you do it anyways and you're not really prepared for it. He likes the fact that you're so disciplined. He likes the fact that you can be really sensitive sometimes. He likes that. And I'm just curious how many people out there not settle for the understanding of God's love because that is the biggest gift of eternity. But they also forget that God likes you. He likes you. He doesn't just love you because of his covenant, because he has to. He wants to. And if you don't believe me, I pulled together some scripture that I just want to read that knocked me to my knees when I read this because it reminds me that God doesn't just love me because he has to. He likes me and he likes you too. He likes all that you are. He likes the things you wish you could change about yourself. And maybe just maybe if we understood that we could like us too. There's a difference between loving you and liking you. There is. And I think we're called to do both. Because there's a lot of people out there like me that have loved themselves. They do. They love themselves. They love themselves enough to take care of themselves. They love themselves enough to set boundaries. But they don't like themselves. They don't. They criticize the crap out of themselves. And there's a difference. Maybe you had a family member that you know just loved you to death, loved you to death, would die for you, but you just didn't feel like they liked you. They were constantly picking at you and trying to change things about you and, and telling you you're not doing this enough or you're doing that too much. or It's like they loved you, but they didn't like you. And sometimes we project that onto God. And I just want to remind you 
that God likes you. First Peter 2, 9, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You were chosen. God chose you. Not only because he loves you, but because he likes you. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared, prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Ephesians 2.10. He prepared you for good just because he has to? No, because he wants to. Because he likes you. Then God looked over all he made and he saw that it was very good. Genesis 1, 31. You guys, God made so many things before he made man. When he made man, that was the first thing he called very good. Very good. God doesn't just love you because he has to. He's not the parent that doesn't like you very much, but they're your mom, they're your dad, so they kind of have to love you because you're blood related. That's not God. God likes you. He likes you. He loves you and he likes you. And he rejoices in doing good to you. And maybe, just maybe, if God likes us, we can like us too. And I'm not saying turn a blind eye to all the parts of us that don't need to be worked on. What I am saying is liking ourselves enough to know that in addition to all the things that we need to work on, there's a bountiful amount of things that we can celebrate that we're doing incredibly well. Loving ourselves to look at the things we need to work on and loving ourselves enough to like the parts of us that we can say God gave us as gifts because he gave us gifts. Gifts that he prepared for us in advance to do. So whatever story the enemy's been trying to get into your head, God is not the parent that just loves you because he has to. God likes you. He likes you. And he likes having a relationship with you. You're not the appointment on his calendar that he dreads going to each week. You're not the meeting that shows up on his Google calendar that he's like, ugh, Annie's calling again. Annie needs to talk again. Good night. I thought we already went over this with her. That's not God. God is patient, God is kind, God is love, and God likes you. He likes you. So my prayer for you this week and every week moving forward, and for myself, is that we can like us too. Like spending time with us, like learning more about us, like talking to us, like listening to us, like dancing in the car with us, like turning on that song we love to death with us, like our poor rap 
talents with us, like taking care of our bodies, like spending time with just us, like the movies that we love to watch with just us, that we like us. Because you are likable. Because God likes you. And I pray that sets someone free today from the bondage of feeling like you are a chain that God is held to, a requirement he has to meet because of his covenant. That's not God. I'm sending you love. Hey friend, thanks so much for listening all the way through. The fact that you did says so much about your willingness and curiosity to get into your personal development and growth. You guys, if this episode touched you and your spirit in any way, I pray that you share with two friends that you think would really find value in this. This is how these messages get around. And I know I personally just really appreciate when a friend thinks of me when they listen to something and think that I'll find value in it as well. Also, if you find so willing, please tag to your Instagram stories and make sure to tag Annie B. Mayfield. At the end of every month, I will be doing a drawing from everyone that is posted on their Instagram stories for a $50 Amazon gift card. You guys, I appreciate and love you all so much. Have an amazing day.